Welcome to You're Not Alone Podcast. Show this old Danny Hampton coming to you with another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. Boy, I hope that you're doing good because your boy is doing well. It's Father's Day. Let me tell you something. I wish all the fathers happy Father's Day around the world. Hallelujah. I want to tell you that God loves you with an everlasting love. Let me tell you something. Well, we, we're going into part 13. We're going into this conclusion because David is going to be made king. After, after we get through chapter 30, if you go to 2 Samuel chapter 2, you'll see that he's going to get installed first in Judah. And then over all of Israel, it's going to be a little more time. But God is getting ready to fulfill the promises that he made in David's life that he would be a king when Samuel anointed him at 15 years old. But guess what? Before the time of fulfillment, guess what's going to happen? This is going to be the finale that we're getting ready to get into because we last time we read, we read that, guess what? In 1 Samuel 28, that Samuel was conjured up by a medium and spoke to Saul and told him that tomorrow he'll be gone and that he'll be with him, him and his son. In other words, uh, he had got a word that, hey, it was a wrap and it's going to be time for David to be elevated. Let me tell you something. Today is a day that we should be glad because this is the day that the Lord has made. Guess what? You might have chaos in your life right now. You might have all kinds of troubles going on, but don't worry about that. Place it in God's hands. God's hands is big enough to carry whatever's bothering you and me. Did you know that? The God's hand is big enough to carry all the problems that me and you both have. I want to tell you, I love you. I'm praying for you right now that God will truly bless you, that he would take whatever that's ailing you, whatever that's going on in your world, and that he would change it around. Like I told you, uh, this podcast show, I teach the kingdom of God, and I talk about the relationship of the Holy Spirit and what it means. Because Jesus prayed to the Father before he went to the cross and asked the Father to send the Holy Spirit unto you and me. You know, I like talking about the podcast show where the podcast show is being heard. And today is no different. I like to glorify and just thank you all for taking time out your busy day. Because guess what? You make it easy for me to want to just read God's word and come back with a message from God. Because I want you to know that God loves you and he cares for you. And I thank you for your love and support. It means the world to me. Check this out. Now, as as uh, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Transistor FM, I want to thank you. I thank you for your love and support. And I like to mention the places where the podcast show has been heard. And so I'd like to thank the United States of America, but I like to thank some states in the United States of America who listen to the podcast. I'd like to thank the state of Illinois, which is my home state. I reside in the city of Chicago. I'd like to thank the state of Louisiana, the state of Texas, the state of Massachusetts, the state of Florida, the state of South Carolina, the state of New York, the state of New Jersey, the state of Indiana, the state of Ohio, the state of Colorado, the state of California, the state of Pennsylvania, the state of Alabama, the state of Minnesota, the state of Maryland, the state of Virginia, the state of Tennessee, the state of North Carolina, the state of Michigan, the state of Georgia, the state of Missouri, the state of Connecticut, the state of Wisconsin, the state of Arkansas, the state of Oregon, the state of Oklahoma, the state of North Dakota, the state of Maine, the state of Kentucky, the state of Kansas, the state of Iowa, the state of Arizona. But we got some countries to thank. I like to thank the country of Spain, the country of Australia, the country of Germany, the country of Singapore, the country of Sweden, the country of Russia, the country of Canada, the country of United Kingdom, the country of Nigeria, the country of South Africa, the country of Iran, the country of the Philippines, the country of Japan, the country of Kenya, the country of India, the country of Poland, the country of Hong Kong, the country of Thailand, the country of Puerto Rico, 
the country Malaysia, the country Luxembourg, the country of Iraq, the country Indonesia, the country of Georgia, the country of Finland, the country Ecuador, the country of Algeria, the country of Brazil, the country of Ghana, the country of Turkey, the country of Tunisia, the country of Slovakia, the country of Peru, the country of Old Man, the country of New Zealand, the country of Norway, the country of Mexico, the country of Morocco, the country of Ireland, the country of Chile, the country of Switzerland, the country of Belize, and the country of Belgium. But guess what? You know, this family is really big because, you know, we got people on Facebook that watch. I want to tell you, I thank y'all for y'all love and support. I want to tell you, God is a great God. He's a good God. He's a on-time God. And whatever that is bothering you, check it out. Don't you think that God loves you? He loves you so much. Guess what he's going to do? He's going to show up for you. He's going to show up. Let me tell you something. There's power in prayer. You know, one of the things that what people don't want you to know, they don't want you to realize just how powerful prayer is. Do you know what prayer does? Prayer unlocks everything that needs to be unlocked in your life. Did you hear that? Prayer unlocks everything that needs to be unlocked in your life. Understand this, when you begin to pray, guess what you do? You begin to invoke God into your situation and circumstances. You begin to get God to move in such a dramatic way. Let me tell you something. Now, if you watch on Facebook, I like to thank the United States of America. I like to thank the country of Nigeria, the country of Canada, the country of Indonesia, the country of Colombia, the country of Ghana, the country of Nambo, and also we got some other countries to thank. I'd like to thank the country of the uh, Nigeria, the country of Philippines, the country of India, the country of Bangladesh, the country of Kenya, the country of South Africa, the country of Liberia, the country of Cameroon, and the country of Canada. I want to tell you that God is a faithful God. Now, also, you know, I'll thank the people who watch on LinkedIn. I thank people who watch on YouTube. But also, guess what? We do these prayers on TikTok. We do uh, what, what we call them. I do like the morning prayer. I do what I call a night watch prayer when the enemy tries to come in because the enemy will try to come in. He would try to get you to feel like, man, ain't nothing happening in my world. I should just give up. God ain't going to show up, but that's a lie from hell. And so now if you listen to the prayers on, 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 on TikTok, I want to say thank you so much. But I also do post the uh, prayers on Facebook as well and also on Instagram. Uh, I just want to say I thank you for listening. I thank you for taking time out your busy day because you don't have to do that. Hallelujah. But I thank God for you and I'm praying to God. So I'd like to thank the country of the United States of America, country Nigeria, the country of Taiwan, the country of Canada, the country of the United Kingdom. I'd like to thank these cities in, in the United States, the city of Houston, the city of Dallas, the city of Chicago, the city of Atlanta, the city of Pittsburgh. So let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we just thank you for the day. We give all glory and honor due to your holy name. Father, I actually bless your people all around the world today as they trust you, Father, as they believe in you, Father, that you would show up for them in the midst of that situation and circumstance that you open doors for them that no man can shut, Father, because you can do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Like I said, we're going to be in part 13. We're talking about the fulfillment. It's time for things to happen for David that was told to him when he was a teenager at 15 years old. And now we're going to see, and we're going to start in 1 Samuel 29, then we're going to get 1 Samuel 30, and, and, and this is part 13. I want to tell you, hey, God keeps his word. Did you hear that? God keeps his word. And you know um, you know, you know my favorite saying, whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind is on God's heart, man, as well. So don't think that God ain't concerned about the things that you concern. He's worried about everything you worry about. Don't think that he's not, because he don't want you to worry, because God don't worry. God wants you to be able to trust him and believe that he cares enough about you to step in to solve those problems. That's what God wants. He wants to know hey, that he cares for us, and he wants to trust him. So guess what? Now, things about to get intense for Saul, and also for David, because guess what? He's going to find out that, guess what? 
the people, they don't trust him in the Philistines because they know that he's a, a true Israelite. They know he's he has fought against them, so it's going to be hard. But guess what? It's time for Saul. It's time for David. It's time for the fulfillment. Check it out. Here we go. Then the Philistines gathered together all their armies at Apex. The Israelite encamped by a fountain, which was a Jezreel. And the Lord of the Philistines passed in review by hundreds and by thousands. But David and his men passed in review in the rear of Achish. Check it out. Then the prince of the Philistines says, what are these Hebrews doing here? Understand, they say, hey, this ain't right. These boys shouldn't be with us because what we're getting ready to do, we're going to go attack their hometown. Check it out. Here we go. I want you to see it. Then these princes of the Philistines says, what are these Hebrews doing here? And Achish said to the princes of the Philistines, is this not David, the servant of Saul, the king of Israel, who has been with me these days or this these years? And to this day, I have found no fault in him since he he defeated to defected to me. Yeah, because. David defected. David, you know, like I said, David was tired of Saul trying to come at them. Kill him, so he defected. He defected to me. Did you hear that? He defected to me. But the prince of the Philistines were angry with him. So the prince of the Philistines said to him, make this fellow return that he may go back to the place which you have appointed for him. And do not let him go with us to battle. Least the battle, he becomes our adversary. For with what could he reconcile himself to his master? If not with the heads of these men. So check it out. These princes said, hey, no way in the world we're going to battle with David. Because David is Saul's servant. And guess what? This might be an opportunity for David to get right with Saul and things turn for him. And so they're going to they gonna reject. They, they didn't want him to go with him. But guess what? It's not them. Because David had already knew that he was not going to never touch God's anointing. And guess what? And God didn't want him to do that. What God was going to do, God was going to fulfill the promise that he promised. The promise was never David's promise. The promise is God's promise to do it. Do you get it? Understand this. The promise of your life is not your promise. It's God's promise to you. Did you hear that? It's God's promise to you. Check it out. And it says, is this not David whom they sang to one another and dancing? Saul has slain his thousand and David his ten thousand. Then Achish, check it out. Because you know, guess what? He he think he hey David, my boy, check it out. Then Achish called David and said to him, Surely, as the Lord lives, you have been upright in your goings out and your comings in with me. And the army is good in my sight for this day. I have not found evil in you since the days of you coming to me, but nevertheless, the Lord do not favor you. Therefore, return and go in peace that ye may not displease the lords of the Philistines. Hey, you got to get out here, David, because what's getting ready to happen, hey, between us and Saul and Israel has nothing to do with you. Hey, you go ahead on. But understand this. God is just removing David out the battle because it's God's promise. Did you hear that? It's God's promise to fulfill that David will be king. So check it out. So David says to Achish, but what have I done in this day? What have you found in your servant as long as I have been with you that I may not go and fight against the enemies of my Lord, the king? He said, hey, David want to go fight with him. But guess what? David can't go because God don't want him to go. Ain't David's fight. It's, this is God's. This is God. God said it. he told that, hey, David will be king and God is getting ready to start the process. It's time for the fulfillment. Check it out. Then Achish answered and said to David, I know you are 
as good in my sight as an angel of God. But nevertheless, the prince of the Philistine has said, he shall not go up with us to battle. Now, therefore, rise early in the morning with your master servants who have come with you. And as soon as you are up early in the morning and have light departed. So David and his men rose and departed in the morning to return to the lands of the Philistines. And the Philistines went up to Jezreel. Now, did you see what happened? Check this out. Jehoshaphat, when in the first in, 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 in Chronicles chapter 20, he says this. That he had a prophet say, the battle is not yours, but belongs to the Lord. This battle between Saul and God is between Saul and God. And so David is disappointed because guess what? He can't go out and prove his loyalty to Achish. But it wasn't his fight. It was God's fight. And it's God's promotion. Just like it's God's promotion in your life. Did you hear that? It's God's promotion. It ain't your promotion. That promotion belongs to God. It's God who promotes. Psalm 75 says promotion comes neither from the east nor the west nor the north or the south, but it's God who pulls down and brings up another. Did you hear that? It's God's, it's God's promise. Check it out. Now we're gonna go and roll down to 1 Samuel 30. Now, this is when they get intense. Ziglag, a place of a place of pressure. Because then here come the pressure. Because guess what? David was told he can't go fight against Saul. Now here is discomfort now he's him his people going back to to the land where they've been had now but guess what it's time for fulfillment but guess what before fulfillment comes here comes a problem it comes a major problem it comes guess what here comes the storm and the storm is going to be so big that guess what they're going to want to kill david check it out kill david check it out now it happened when david and his men came to ziklag on the third day that the Amaleks had invaded the south of Ziklag and attacked Ziklag and burnt it with fire and had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great and did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went on their way. So check it out. David been on the run from Saul. And guess what? He had 600 people with him. Now they're going to turn on him. You just heard the Philistine, Achis say, hey, they turned, they didn't want him to go. And guess what? And sometimes you'll be in a place where you'll be all alone. It's going to be you and God. When God puts you in that lone place, understand that lone place is for you to get to know God and get to trust God that God can solve problems. And so when, so when you get alone, sometimes you think that people just left you because they left you. They didn't leave you because they left you. They left you because God wants to get to know you and you get to know him. And when you get to know God, then you get to know God as a promise keeper. Did you get, you get to know God as a promise keeper? Check it out. And when you find out God is a promise keeper, then you're able to walk in victory. So check it out. So David and his men came to the city in verse 3. And there it was burnt with fire. Their wives, their sons, their daughters have been taken captive. Now check it out. Verse 4, then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. That's David crying. Warrior, man of God. God! Where everybody at? See, but he don't know. Three days later, he's going to be king. Understand this. Promotion belongs to God. The fulfillment is God's promise. It has nothing to do with David. David's going, to, David's going to be used by God. But the promise is God's promise. It's not David's promise. It's 
God's promise to David. And so that means that God is going to do the work that he needs to do to fulfill the things that he has placed in your life. Check it out. And David, two wives, Ahinadab, the Jezreelite, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now, here we go. Now, David had these men who'd been close with him. They had been outcasts in Israel. They formed a bond with David. But let me tell you something. Boy, when it comes down to the, the anointing dropping, you're going to be by yourself in a pressure cooker. And here comes the pressure cooker. Here comes the pressure cooker for David. As you see, we're going to go down to verse 6. Now, David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him. Did you hear that? The same people that he'd been hiding out with, they've been hiding out with him because they was discontented in Israel. They thought about stoning him because the souls of all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in his God. Did you hear that? That's personal. Did you hear that? In his God. He's your God. Not Danny's God. He's your God. Did you hear it? I want you to see it in verse 6 so you can understand. He's your God. Not my God. He's your God. But David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. Take your problem to God because he's your God. He's your shield. He's your buckler. Hallelujah. Then David said to Abathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, Please bring the F part here to me. And Abathar brought the F part to David. So check it out. Did you understand this? David is going to talk to God. This is key for you and me right now. Whatever's going on in your life, remember this. Whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind is on God's heart and mind as well. Now, guess what? David is about to do the exact thing that I've been saying. As we go down to, here we go. Let's go down to verse 7. Then David said to Abathar the priest, him next son, please bring the head pot here to me. And Abathar brought the head pot to him, to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, Pursue, for you should surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Didn't I tell you the promise belongs to God? David took his circumstances, his situation to God. Just what me and you are supposed to do in crisis situations. We need to take our problems to God because guess what? I want you to understand this. David asked God these questions because if God tells him not to go, he's going to stay where he's at. Do you understand that? Because he trusts God. God, now I want you to see what God tells him. If you don't think God is fully in control, in Genesis 17, he shows up as El Shaddai, almighty, all-powerful, nothing that he can't do. Check it out. Here we go. Surely you shall overtake them with all and fail and recover all. You should get it all back. Did you hear? And guess what? David is going to the enemy camp. The blessing comes through the enemy. Don't you ever forget that. Check it out. So David went, he and his 600 men who were with him, they came to the brook of Esau, where those who were left behind. But David pursued. 
he and 400 men for 200 stayed behind who was so weary that they could not cross the brook of Besor. Did you? Now, you remember, I told you in one of my podcasts, remember the number 600, remember them 400, remember them 200. Because we saw, guess what? In 1 Samuel 25, guess what we found out? We found out that 400 went with David to, to Nabal, the 200 stayed with the supplies. Check it out. We're about to see the same thing happen because guess what? In 1 Samuel 25, Abigail is going to encourage David not to do anything to Nabal, but trust God, let God handle his battles. Get Told you I had something for you. Boy, let me tell you something. Understand this. It's God's problem, not David's problem. It's God's problem because David, God told David what he will do for him. Check it out. I want you to see it. So you can see it. Now check it out. God always have a ram in the bush because guess what? There's going to be somebody going to be there for three days. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Guess what? God is always at work. Check it out. Here we go. Then they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David. And they gave him bread and he ate and they let him drink water. And they gave him a piece of cake, a fig, and two clusters of raisins. Provisions. Peter, check it out. So when he had eaten and strength had came back to him, for he had not eaten no bread, no drunk, no water for three days and three nights. Spent it time with God. Hallelujah. Fasting. Boys power in the fast. Hallelujah. Understand this, fast God, circumstance, you don't know what to do. Guess what? But he had no choice. They left him. He was, that's God. Spend time with him. I can hear him talking. Help me. Yeah, help me. That's what Danny's saying right now. Help me. Check it out. Then David said to, to him, to whom do you belong and where are you from? And he said, I am a young man from Egypt, a servant of an Amalek. And my master left me behind because three days ago, the Son, Holy Spirit, no God at work. Hallelujah. I fell sick. We made an invasion of another southern area of territories which belongs to Judah and to the southern area of Caleb. And we burned Ziglag with fire. And David said to him, guess what? David lit up. God told him, what, what God tell him? You're going to recover all. Guess what? God had a ram in the bush waiting for him. Hallelujah. If you begin to trust God and you begin to walk in a direction that God has you walk, guess what? The doors begin to swing open for you. Hallelujah. They swing open. Check it out. Here we go. And David said to him, can you take me down to this troop? So he said, swear to me by God that you would neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master. And I will take you down to this troop. Boy, it come to bless him. Time for fulfillment. Guess what? Like I said, second Samuel. I want you to go. I'm gonna let you read Second Samuel on your own. Second Samuel, you're gonna find David become king. And it's gonna become because of this battle. Because remember, I told you, and we, we found out in first Samuel 28 that Saul got his his his, his time is up. He knows it. Hallelujah. And he get ready to go in battle. Not just him, but his son. Hallelujah. Check it out. And when he brought him down there, they were spreading out all over the land. Check it out. Eating and drinking and dancing because of their great spoil. Enemy camp, blessed come, dead, going to get his stuff back, going to the enemy camp to get it back. You go to the enemy camp and get it back. Check it out. Here we go. Because all the great spoil which they had taken from the lands of the Philistines and from the lands of Judah, they celebrate. But guess what? Boy, it's time for fulfillment. Like I said, 
Three days later, David's going to be king. Hallelujah. Check it out. Then David attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day. Did you get it? Understand this. Now, if you go back to 1 Samuel 28, you're going to find out the reason why Saul left, lost the kingdom was because God had told him to utterly destroy the Amalek, but he did not do it. Now you see in 1 Samuel 30, he come to Amalek again. Understand this. It's better, guess what? To obey than get sacrificed. Well, let me tell you something. Check it out. The Amalekites that God wanted Saul to, to do with, he didn't deal with it. But now Dave about to deal with these boys. Hallelujah. Check it out. And when he had brought him down, verse 16, there they were spread out over all the land, eating and drinking and dancing because of the great spoil. Did you hear it? Which they had taken from the lands of the Philistines and from the lands of Judah. Then David, what Saul couldn't do, then David attacked them from twilight until the evening and the next day. And not a man of them escaped except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. So David, did you hear the promise that God told David earlier? So David recovered all that the Amalek had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. Did you hear it? And nothing else was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoils or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all. Didn't God say it? Didn't God tell David, you should surely recover? Let's go back to verse X. I want to let you see. God keeps his word, keeps his promises. God is the promise keeper. Check it out. So David inquired the Lord, saying, shall I pursue this truth? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue, for you should surely overtake them without fail and recover all. Did you hear? And as you see, check it out. As we get back to verse 18, we see that God keeps his promise, keeps his word. So David recovered all that the Amaleks had carried away. And David, David rescued his two wives, and nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoils or anything, which they had taken away from them. David recovered all. Then David took all the flocks, the herbs, and they had driven before those other livestock and said, this is David's poor. Hallelujah. Now, let me tell you something. going to be some wicked people with David. Guess what? David going to stand fast. Let me tell you something. 400, 200. I want you to understand it. We saw it in 1 Samuel 25 that 400 went with David to Nabal's house. 200 stayed with the supplies. Now, check it out. Now, David, I'm going to tell you, this is how to bless. When God bless you, you bless other people because God, David going to bless some folks. And guess what? Three days later, he going to be king. I want you to read 2 Samuel chapter 2 on your own. I ain't going to. I'm just, just going up. I want you to understand. If you read. You read chapter 31, 1 Samuel 31. You read 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel 1, 2. Boy, you're going to find out that God keeps his promise. David don't have to do anything to Saul. God going to handle that situation. Three days later, David going to be king. Hallelujah. Check it out. And so check it out. Now David came to the 200 men who had been so weary that they could not follow David, whom they also had made to stay at the brook of Besor. So they went out to meet David, to meet the people who were with him. And when David came near the people, he greeted them. 
then check it out. Let me tell you, you have some haters around you. Well, no thing you have no haters around you. Hallelujah. You praise God. Minutes, whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind is on God's heart. Mind as well. God loves you with an everlasting. Don't you give up on God. You trust in God. Check out. Then all the wicked and worthless men and those who are with David answered and said, because they did not go with us, we would not give them any of the spoils that we have. Did you? They want to keep it for themselves. Let me tell you some boys. Some player haters, boys. Player haters all around the world. Hallelujah. Check it out. To recover, except for every man's wife and his children, that they may lead them away and depart. Yeah. Now check. This is why David is going to be king. Because guess what? He a leader. God knowing and appointed him at 15 years old because God knows he's going to do the right thing. Understand this. Check this out. But David said, my brethren, you should not do so with what the Lord has given. Given honor and glory unto God. Hallelujah. You give honor and glory to God to whatever he does for you. Check it out. He let them know, hey, it was God. What is wrong with y'all? That's what he said. What is wrong with y'all? Check it. Here we go. I want you to see it. But David said, my brother, you should not do so with what the Lord has given us. Who has preserved us and delivered us into our hand? The troop that came against us It was God. I tell you, God promised people I love him. Hallelujah. I'm going to talk about it until the day I die. Hallelujah. For who will heed you in this matter? But as his part is who goes down to battle, so is his part he who stays with the supplies that they should share alike. We saw, guess what? In 1 Samuel 25, before David, David even got to this point, that he always remember, hey, we're going to bless everybody. Let me tell you something. Boy, if you can see the blessings, boy, let me tell you something, boy, hallelujah. You'll see the promise of God come along. Hallelujah. You boy, you trust God. Check it out. Now, check it out. Now, this is what I mean about a great leader. Here we go. Verse 25. So as from that day forward, he made a statue and an ordinance for Israel that day. He said this. For who? Let's go verse 24. For who will he in this matters? But as his part is who goes down to battle, so shall his part be. But he stays by the supplies, they should share like. He said, hey, we ain't going to do this. It was God who gave it to us. We're going to share with the people. Boy, let me tell you something. Now, I want you to know. Now, what David did after this, he goes down. He starts sending gifts to all the people. And three days later, guess what he's going to become? He's going to become the king of Israel. But I'm going to share this with y'all because, you know, I like to give you a little bonus. Though Danny Hampton gave you a bonus today. I'm just going to go to the book of Acts. I want you to see something. I want you to understand the purpose of David's life. I want you to understand that David had a purpose from the beginning of his conception, that God had a purpose for David. And, you know, we always read this thing where it says that David had a God that had a heart at the God's own heart. In other words, we say, why did God choose this 15-year-old boy? Let me tell you something. Why did God want to make him be king over all of Israel? Why? I'm going to tell you why so you can understand. I want you to understand what God chose him. And, and this is, and so this is, so I want you to see it. We're going we, to start in verse 20. Then I'm going to get up on out there because I got some things to do. It's five day, after five day to the five check and check. After that, he gave them judges for about 450 years until Samuel the prophet. Check this out. Verse 21. And afterwards, this is Acts chapter 13. I want you to remember this. So you understand why David had a heart after God's own heart. And afterwards, they asked for a king. So God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, 
amen, from the tribe of Benjamin from 40 years. For 40 years. Go check, check it out. And he removed him. It was who removed him? God removed him. Acts chapter 13. He raised up for them David. Didn't you hear? As king to whom also he gave the testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. And this is the purpose why he chose him. He will do all my will. Did you hear that? That's the key. Acts chapter 13, verse 22. When God speaks to you, hallelujah, this is the secret. Do what the Holy Spirit telling you to do. Hallelujah. Check it out. Here we go. This is the reason why David is so blessed. The reason why he was chosen, verse 22 in Acts chapter 13. So you'll understand because guess what? Whatever God say, David going to do. Hallelujah. And when he removed him, he who removed Saul, God, he who he raised up for them, David as king, as to whom, did you hear it? Also, he gave the testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my wills. For this man's seed, according to the promise of God, raised up for Israel, a savior like Jesus. Boy, I got to close the Bible. I know I went off today. Boy, I had to go off on Father's Day. Let's close in prayer. Oh, precious Father, actually bless your people all around the world today, Father, as they trust you and believe in you, Father, that you show up for them, Father. Boy, work wonders and signs for them in Jesus' name, amen. Three days later, y'all, 2 Samuel chapter 2, David going to be made king. Never to do anything to Saul, but just trust God. Did you hear it? Boy, I love y'all. Boy, I can't wait to talk to you again. Remember this. Whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind is on God's heart. Man's going to have a blessed day. I can't wait to talk to you again.